Welcome to the Salas Barima Podcast, where we discuss science, history, religion, technology, and the fate of the human species. What happens when a whole people, a clan, a group of people, a clan, or a country, or to say a whole continent, forget their cultural heritage? What are the implications, the effects? I don't know. I'm not actually talking in ways to say I'm looking for a specific direction of effects. See, only positive or only negative. Since most of the times when such questions are posed as this one, the answers normally come in stating only the negative sides, which isn't necessarily the whole picture, the whole truth to the question, the whole, uh, the, 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 the whole truth, the whole answer to the question. But I'm asking here, what are the implications, the effects when a people or a clan or a nation or even a whole continent forget their cultural heritage? Way back in basic school, we were told that culture is, culture is the way of life of a group of people, right? And we've got to understand certain things that specific people would do, which defines them as a particular clan or a particular group of people based on their way of life, based on certain activities they hold there, based on certain things that they do. Well, and these things tend to define them, right? Meaning, from that definition, it means that um, the way of life of a group of people, which is to say the culture, actually is their defining characteristic, their whole personality, who they are, what they are, what they can possibly be and what they can't possibly be. The, the, the pride they hold, the love they would have, the type of commitment they will have to, to, to certain things that they would do. All these things hold very dear based on the culture of certain types of people, right? Now, here comes the case where this very specific identity, which has been given specific coordinates in this three-dimensional world, is being wiped away or masked by another, right? It's being defined by other people who necessarily are not uh, a part of the ways of life lived by um, such specific people. Or it's being masked by outsiders from that culture or from that way of life. What are the implications? What happens when they lose the specific coordinates in this three-dimensional world? One, I believe there are specific ways of life that are necessary for change. That are necessary for a revision for people to continue to live their lives in a much better way than it used to be or than it was already. One of such activities is FGM, female genital mutilation. Science holds dear that the female clitoris is the most sensitive organ part of the reproductive organ. Imagine you have a wife, you have a partner, who has suffered a mutilation because of the cultures they've joined? Well, they see it as a rite of passage or whatever, I don't know, has suffered this. How can you possibly 
have a sexual relationship, have an intimate and passionate sexual relationship with such a partner, it becomes very hard because whatever thing is going to cause this such partner to have this sexual pleasure so much for you, even in your intercourses and all, has been taken, <laughs> has been, has been taken away and becomes really hard, really, really hard for such a partner to have sexual pleasures, right? Even taking that far off, right? The age that these females, the age that these females get to, to receive such a treatment, to, to, to receive a mutilation is high to the extent that to say could lead to death. I mean, not forgetting the agony, the pain they will go through from that time to the time everything is going to be healed perfectly well. And these are some of the cautious or some of the ways of life that definitely should not be allowed or should be forgotten. Or it's actually a blessing and a big advantage when they have been forgotten. Unless maybe you have female pedophile, right? Or a female rapist or a female sex offender. Well, I don't think <laughs> minds that much, right? As a way of punishment. Oh, come on, Blake. Bring, bring, bring a damn clit, girl. Just like see it often. Well, maybe the whole world will be safe, at least from her, right? But apart from that, I don't think any female should suffer such a thing just because the thing is a way of keeping the females from having, from being promiscuous. Well, maybe it does help, right? But think about the greater good. You would want your partner to pleasure you. You would want your child to pleasure whoever they're going to get married to so that they can have a very fruitful relationship. But then when this child is now being suffered through this act, how do you expect that to become a reality? Definitely hard, right? Because whatever they did as people qualified to be defined as their identity, which in turn is their culture. Because, well, we're told culture is a way of life of a group of people. So by that analogy, if they did something, they believed something, and that made its way to become their way of life, then that is part of their culture, and thereby becoming something that they do who they a group of people. Some of these things that do qualify, that we see every day during celebrations of the cultures of a particular group of people, we see music, dance, food, everything reflecting in their marriages, how they divorce, childbirth, um, how they raise their children and all that. Would it be surprising to say that all these things actually the fundamentals, but see um, the skin of the culture is and not necessarily the bone that actually do hold everything on the skin together. Counting very well, these things that we see being portrayed out there physically for all of us to see and many more have a deep root. And these deep roots come from the spirituality, the things, the invisible things that they do believe exists collectively as a whole that has greater effect on every single thing that they would do being portrayed in their dance, their music, how they raise their children in their marriage systems and everything that actually comes with that in 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 their walking, in their dressing, in how they keep their hair, in 
how they would work, how they would collaborate together, how they would make a king or unmake a king, how they would how they would hold funerals and how they would name a baby when it's born and all that stuff. I actually have an spiritual base roots. But then why is it that in this century, the twenty first century, coming down to Africa or into many very deep cultural places in the world, the heritage that was is now being traded for the Western way of life. The Western cultural traits, the Western heritage, the Western belief. Before the white man or before the Western man set foot on the continent of Africa, we used to have very deep rooted beliefs that we had and we knew were real and were right. Our chiefs believed them, we believed them, and life went on smoothly without anybody having to have any fights or disagreements with another person. Nobody did doubt because it was clear for everybody to see. But now the Western way of life, when it came in, invaded and then we were told that our way of life is evil. Our way of life is satanic. And then we traded that for a particular way of life, which we thought to be liberal, be free and which we thought to give us certain uh, uh, um, space for flexibility and expression and without judgment and contention. Well, that's it. That's, that's a good one. But in that time, was that not happening in the olden ages when they were deeply rooted in what they believed in as a people and moved? Or is it because we were tainted to, and to misunderstand the meaning of what it means to say judgment? I see something about you. I talk to you about it. And then I give another form of solution. That's a form of judgment, right? But what is judgment? You see, spirituality is what makes people, if a human should live on the face of the planet without any spiritual backbone, then that human is definitely as good as dead. Most of these people out there that go out preaching a spiritless life or as in speaking about the inexistence of a deity and especially atheists. To be really frank, have very deep rooted spiritual backbones. They know they will come out to tell you, oh, my brother, there is no God. And this and this and this is the reasons why there is no God, which sound very clear and logical. But deeply, they do believe in a form of the spirit. I mean, why would you believe in a form of a spirit when you can acknowledge that there's a higher being than all the spirits that you do know, which um, by the limitations of human words is being named God, right? You speak to me about, forget about that. Would you believe me if I should tell you that the idea for making a bulletproof was even there before the Westerners set foot on this continent? In this country, our fathers used to go to war wearing a namok. And then I tell you, if they are speared, knives thrown at them, shot, there is no way that any weapon could touch them to destroy them or to hurt them or incapacitate them. But then this is what happened. They took most of our leaders, 
prisoned them, tortured them, and told them to reveal the secrets to what they are able to do. And well, I've been tortured and tortured and beaten and beaten and tortured and starved for many days. Don't you think I'll see something? Well, even if I won't, we're going to have people who will talk. And it is both. They spoke. And some of these Westerners listened, the evil ones, of course, took it out there, manipulated stuff, manipulated stuff with science, and it came out with the perfect system for shooting human beings against, well, petty dangers like guns. So we know they have a bulletproof. But then, now, if I should show you how we used to make our own bulletproofs here down in Africa, in Ghana, and I should subscribe this method for you, you will see me as a devil trying to do some form of juju to you, to cause you to direly manipulate in certain ways to cause you to, I don't know, be the worst of yourself direly or curse you or whatever. We are now afraid of the, of the same herbs that are being used to make medicines for us to take it. We now reject them when they come in ways that we don't seem to have a grasp on or come in ways that we see to be harmful just because a few people have used such way of presentation to harm a lot of people that we know of. But then having the same tablets that we take in hospitals being used to harm a lot of people. I mean, you visit the hospital as a baby and you have headaches and all, and then they give you paracetamol to take in. Not bad, right? They give you paracetamol to give to your baby, so the baby will be fine. Not bad, right? Okay, it helps the baby with the fever and then, I don't know, the headache and the cries at night and all that stuff. The baby grows but catches malaria. Paracetamol is added. Heals, right? Good, right? The baby grows a bit. Another form of sickness comes in. We don't really know yet, but it is being shown in his body symptoms of um, malaria, maybe fever, headache. Who knows? Maybe he had a sore on the, on the arm and it's causing some form of headache and all. Went to play football with friends, came back has with a sore. Well, kid hid it for days, and mom finds out, dad finds out, and it begins to affect the kid. Getting all feverational, goes to the hospital. The first medication, paracetamol. Mom, my head is aching. Shademon, paron, kofobinari. Kid runs, gets paracetamol. Gets to a point in their lives, they get very sick. Their paracetamol isn't working anymore. No matter how many they take, no matter how many tablets they take. And if they should get to the hospital, they run tests, find out, okay, your kid is having this disease. And the first thing they tell the kid, the, the parents, mommy, obano, so if that is to happen, if, if that is the case, then what was the paracetamol doing to my kid, to doing to the child all this while? What was happening? Drugs that we take in the hospitals have the tendency to hurt us along the way. And at a point, I've been told not to take them because they are poisonous. Wait, did they become poisonous right when we had the disease or... They, they were already poisonous and we were never told about that. Who is to blame? But then, if I should give you a concoction, drink this and never, and, and, and you won't suffer malaria or headaches. Because of the way I present it to you, it's juju. It's the devil's drink. It's the devil's mixture. 
because you go to church and you believe in Jesus Christ and you pray, then because the Bible doesn't necessarily seem to communicate things in this manner to you, you think that's evil, that's from the devil, and you don't want to die in hell taking all these things or suffering taking all these things, so you reject them and then you subscribe to something from the hospitals because you think they're certified or because you think they come in special doses which are actually going to help you well and they are measured so that's much better for you than what your forefathers used to take in which which was able to keep them to this point for you to get to for you to get to have your mom born and your dad born to get to meet together did all they could do to get you now you think you're smarter and wiser than them but then you see the thing is you don't get to blame the youth or the people now or the people who believe in them now right the problem also lies here that though this has happened though we are suffering this though most of the things that we did hold dear in our old times as a people are being forgotten the people that live now and knows these and know these truths do not desire to share them and i fear in few years to come 50 to 100 years it will be even hard for someone to say I'm making a mixture of a drink from this tree for you to drink. It's going to be hard for us to even remember the namings of our days in even our own languages. It's going to be very hard for someone to stand up and speak their name in their own language. It's going to be very hard to find someone who can fluently say my name is blah 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 in their own language. Well, I'm making a podcast now. I'm making a show now. And listen to the language I'm speaking. Should I be shameful? Yes, I should be shameful of this. Other people are not going to speak our language. We are the ones who have to speak our own language and then be proud about it. But most people don't care. Our dressings have changed. You find a man wearing suits and tie, black ones too, in a sunny day, sweating, and still has to wear it. What has happened to our normal clothing that we used to wear as a people in the country, in the nation? What is becoming of us? Do we have to suffer? To become something that we, we are not. They have very good promise. Nkutu, share butter is being taken out there from here and used in such ways by business companies and brought back here to ask to sell for their profits. And I ask myself, we have it here. Why can't we do something about it? Why are we not using it? But they want it in a processed way brought to us with some sort of include special chemicals in it which tend to harm us later on along the way there are so many things we're forgetting as people of africa and on this on this show on this podcast i mostly i'm invested in seeing the future of humanity grown as one yes grown as one but then thinking about it most of the time if anybody is speaking about how the future is going to turn out for the whole of humanity most of the time you can see specific traits of almost every kind of continent in it specific ways of life from almost every continent in it but then it's very hard to see any shades of africa it's very hard to see any shade of blackness it's very hard to see any shade of the african way of life in it think about it flying cars skyscrapers healthcare systems in a very modernized way uh possibly cracking teleportation and then maybe that will become a reality and all that let's say if we can't do that we have this moral codes built deeply into us can't we make a change in the future with these things by making sure that 
the way of dressing of even the whole of humanity at that time is defined by Africa. It's defined by the way of life of an African. The way we marry, our marriage, the way of life of the youth, all these things of food is something that is inspired by the way of life of Africa. Okay, so you're waiting to leave the future as an African and be eating beggar. Well, there's nothing wrong with eating beggar, right? But then get to know that you're forgetting something very deep about yourself. Forgetting is hard as a black person. Why do I say that? Because it's always in your skin. One, it's like a tattoo that's never going to be good. That's never going to be getting off. And even if you tend to become whatever color, trust me along the line, blood doesn't lie. People begin to tell you, you're a fucking black man. You're a fucking African. And this stereotype, well, maybe, yes, in the future, it's going to be dead off. In the future, the stereotype is not going to be so much like it is or has ever been. But someone is going to stand somewhere and remind you of that. And then there needs to be a change. We have practices in our cultures, yes, that are evil. They did also have practices in our cultures that were evil. Sacrificing babies and all that shit. Now, they don't do that anymore, do they? Hunting humans. Slavery. Which so was normal, now is not. Now we understand it's actually not normal. For the destruction of a whole group of people, just for your business gains, or whatever it was. And if they had a flaw in their culture, you should know that every culture had a flaw. And every culture had a beauty. Find the beauty of our culture. Let's find the beauty of our culture collective. And then work towards it to make a very big change in the world as it is today. That I can move through this is what we should strive for, at least. And this is where we should start from, as a people of Africa. Our spiritual state is important as a people. And we should hold that dear as a people in Africa. Whatever thing that we believe in, we should hold that dear. Think through it, even as the time progresses. And then we will see the ones that are, that are not beneficial to us as a people. And then we will see the ones that are beneficial to our people. In ourselves, in the world, and then hell bent on that. Make sure you fuck it so hard till it comes and make the world blush by just the sight of us. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe and share with friends and family. Have a wonderful day.